They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Waves. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. You'll never know what it was. <laughs> and with uh, that laugh brings us into what some may say is the much-awaited return <laughs> of one of the most successful podcasts <laughs> in Australia's history. The premier podcast yeah. in Australian history. This is, of course, Shitting With The Door Open with myself, Harley Breen, and my best mate, Wade Nathaniel Duffin. I've got to remember this time to hold the mic away while I laugh. Don't you and then change back. anything. I remember like getting some like letters last time. Though, Fuck like, them. Letters, actual letters <laughs> in an envelope. In the mail. D- delivered yeah. <laughs> by the postman. <laughs> Old fashioned. And they'll be like complaining, complaining yeah. that like when I laughed, they would have like the, you know, they'd have it turned right yeah. up and then it would just like fucking spike. Like it's your fault that they're yeah. not in control of their Stop having knob. sex to the podcast. It's yeah. weird. Stop doing roots it's to the cool. podcast. All right. Uh, brings me uh, to the thing I want to tell you. Um, Hannah's pregnant. Oh, what a great decision that is (laughs) Like honestly, you've made the best life choice So, uh, to to the listener um, I I have wanted to tell this one for at least a couple of weeks At the point of recording, it is too early to tell a lot of people But I've told some friends and I just thought What better way to tell my best mate Than recording uh, our return to podcasting I am excited for you I cannot wait to see where this goes I love your kids We all know where it's going. (laughs) More content. (laughs) Oh, congrats. Thanks, mate. Wow. But with that news as well, um, I I obviously will be talking about it uh, a little bit over (laughs) the next few episodes. (laughs) But this is a uh, a deviation. I feel like this is not consistent with a lot of the conversations we've had over the years. I feel like... (laughs) It is consistent with everything that I am, (laughs) though, isn't it? (laughs) It's inconsistent with the conversations, very consistent (laughs) with what's happened afterwards. <laughs> Inconsistent <laughs> conversations, consistent actions. Yeah, that's right. I'm nothing if not consistently inconsistent. And I think um, revealing that I am about to have my fourth child. Uh, <laughs> four. <laughs> uh, uh, just a just a quick note, and we'll talk about m- more uh, about this at the end of the episode. Um, we will be having Patreon. Please get on board on the ground level. I have. <laughs> A lot of expenses coming up. <laughs> and for some reason, we're having a 50-50 split, which I think we can all agree. If you follow the maths, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Divide it per child. That's how it should be. Uh, uh, excellent. Or per ex-wife. Whichever works out. <laughs> I'm still more. <laughs> So, um, you had things you wanted to... That's all I, I told you. We actually planned this one. 
Um, we're not even lying. Vaguely. But that's the only plan I had. I just wanted to say it abruptly like that. Yeah, and just throw it out there. Wade's response. <laughs> so good. It's exciting, though. Oh, and I'll just say one. now, we're recording at our house, um, and we have not told the children yet. Ah. Uh, so um, that's why we were like, hey, Dad's about to start recording. Don't go near it. It's for this information. So a lot of this could get edited out in the next few weeks. No, no, no. It'll be fine by then. Um, okay. It'll be absolutely fine by then. It'll be fine by the time this goes up. Um, uh, and we're in your shed. Yeah, just don't walk in the house and go, congratulations. <laughs> um, Why aren't you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Want says, some soft cheese? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> that suck to be pregnant? Yeah. Like what a like beautiful but annoying thing. Well, I'm also on a health kick uh, as, as in part. Um, to uh, be a supportive partner through this oh, that's process. Nice. Yeah. But so, also as part, I imagine, for your own head. Yeah, and it, it's a lot for my own head. Um, look, those who have listened to our, well, let's, should we call it the first series or the f- phase one? Phase one. Phase, phase one, one is good. good. This is yeah, phase yeah. two. Yeah. Um, uh, we would know that you, you and I both um, go through periods of quite heavy drinking and then sobriety. Yes. There's no in between. <laughs> this is the healthy it's way to do it. Or nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is healthy. Now we're in a sobriety phase. Yeah. I, I've just recently said it. And then, um, like always, because you're my best mate, you went, well, I'll do it with you. Yeah. Um, you did say, how long are you going for? <laughs> And it's quite possibly about six months. <laughs> so you don't have to stay true. I'm to willing commitment. to do it for a while, though, because I also need it for my yes. own head. Yeah. You know? Because it's hard. Like, as we've talked about many times, drinking is so much fun. Yes. It's not like it's not fun. It's no. not like you're like, oh, this is the worst, and then I feel sick, and why do I keep doing this? Mm. You keep doing it because it's so much fun. One totally. of my favourite things to do is to sit down with you, a few beers, and just let the jibber jabber go. I agree. And just talk shit. It is the absolute peak. I couldn't agree more. Uh, like I love it, and I could I could really drill down on my love for it and all the different styles and everything that it is. But I'll have to be just perfectly honest with you. My drinking of late has not been for fun. Um, oh. It has been to uh, drown my sorrows. And that's no good. And that's no good. And and I do think that there are two main reasons to drink. One one is celebration, and one is commiseration. Yeah. Right. And when um and both of them are I think worthy. Yep. Um, both perfectly valid reasons. Totally. To crack a bottle. But when you um uh, are drinking for commiseration, that should be an event, not a prolonged period yeah, of time. Yeah. Exactly. Um. You know. And I've had a great sense of loss over the course of the last few years. Yeah. Um. Some within my control, some without out of my control. Uh. And then, uh, basically, at the end of last year, um, I made a decision to step away from um, doing uh, festival touring. Yeah. Um, live shows at festivals for a while, and um. There's a sense of loss that comes with that. Of course. You've been doing it for, what, 20 years? Yeah. Well, I've been a comic for 22 years and I've been doing festivals since 04. So um, 19 years. A long time. Uh, And I think it's a good decision that I've made it, but it came with a a great sense of loss. And so I did a fair bit of drinking um, heading into the new year and then (laughs) I just kept going. And I've just come off a weekend uh, away at work. I was, you know, I was doing shows here, there and everywhere and I really hit it hard. Yep. And then I just woke up and I just went, I can't. I just, I mean, I financially can't keep doing it. 
So expensive. Um, but I physically definitely can't keep doing it. And mentally, I just was... I woke up so sad. Yeah, and sad. I, and then, so I reached for a can. Because um, that's the thing that yes, helps. Because it's the thing that created the problem. It, but it also, yes. very short term, and this is why I cannot drink more than two nights in a row... <laughs> Because if you drink and then you're like, oh, man, I know what's going to pull me out of this funk today. You know, the next day you're a bit hungover, a bit tired. You may not have the sads then. Yes. But then you'll fucking have another drink. Completely. And then, like, to the next day, you're like, oh, I'm feeling worse than yesterday. I know the exact thing to pull me out of this. So you just get in that cycle and you just get worse and worse and worse. Totally. And you just drink more and more yeah. and more. And before you know it, you're, as you say, you're, like, full-blown just drinking to try and solve a problem Absolutely. that is in your hands. Yes. And, and all of a sudden, I, I was finding myself trying to find ways to get um, someone to help me pick up the kids. Yeah, right. right. Because, because I, there's, I couldn't be driving to get the kids at, at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon because I was already six beers deep. Yeah. Like, um, what? Wait a minute. I'm, I'm trying to solve a problem of how to pick up the kids. I think there's a bigger problem here. <laughs> I think there might be a really big screaming problem. If only I knew what it was. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Book them a taxi. But, uh, yeah, like, when you, like, face that realisation, though, when you're, like, confronted with that, that must have been a real eye-opening. Yeah, it was. You know, a real kind of, like, kick to the head almost. It's, um... It's been weird. I've, you know, I've stopped uh, all sorts of different times. I always have, you know, between two and three months off a year anyway. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just to get focused so I can write. Um, other times it's for similar reasons like this. Uh, we've definitely recorded ourselves being tiny little man babies and complaining about how boring it is not drinking. Yeah. Uh, this time um, I really felt like uh, it was almost a decision that, that I had to make. I, uh, almost was, like it was made for you. Yeah, absolutely. And two days in, um, I was just, I've been incredibly present with my kids and yeah. really calm. Um, unlike other times when I've gone sober where I've been a bit angsty and antsy, you know, post-alcohol oh, yeah. and it takes you a few days. Immediately I was incredibly present and I'd got the little kids to bed and I was out the back with the big fella and he, at one point he looked at me and he goes, it's almost like you're trying to be a brand new parent. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I looked at him and I felt, I felt a bit of shame. Um, that he'd identified how different I was being yep. and, and how calm I was being and how present I was being. Um, I was happy he noticed it. And then he just goes, don't get me wrong, I like this new guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, mate. This is exactly what he said. He goes, yeah, mate, you could have a chocolate. Sure, let's hang out the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making fun of you. <laughs> like ragging on so, you but enjoying it as so well. So I just turned it around and went, righto, off to bed. <laughs> So yeah, I um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't have an end time on this one, and and I don't have a. I also don't have um, a hard and fast. Um, it's on or off either. Yeah. If I find myself in a situation where I'm at work and there's some beers going, absolutely, that'll be fine as well. It, yeah. This is. I'm trying to make this very much like I did with my diet about eight years ago. Yeah. Where. I'm, I'm trying to make this a long-term change. Yeah, like part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, did you find you had like physical cravings? No, not a, not a single one. I find if I drink heavily for a while and then I stop, I get like a physical... 
Absolutely, so have I in, in every yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, but this time you've not had the thing. That's great. Oh, I kind of, That's really great. I guess my sort of, it wasn't my first day of not drinking because I drank on it, but it was a taper off. So I'd gone, um, well, really hard for, honestly, since the last week of December. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's, you know, we might as well get into this as well while we're here talking about this. We've gone hard since we were in our teenage years. Hard, very hard, yeah. You know From, what I mean? So this is yeah. not like a, oh, this is a new problem. Yeah. This is, I'm 43 now. I started drinking when I was like 20, 15? Yeah, same. 14? 14, yeah. 14, 15? Yeah. And so throughout that time, like when you're at school, you're drinking on the weekends, having a having a good time, and then you like leave school and you're just like non-stop. Non-stop, yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and this is no disrespect to my parents because this is how they learned to drink as well. But I modelled my drinking behaviour on what was around me and what was around me when I was a kid yeah. were people who were drinking a fuckload. Yeah. My aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my parents. And then all my teenage friends, they were all the same. Yes. All their parents drank the exact same way. Yep. And so we had just learnt to drink, and we've talked about this before, but totally. that was phase one. We're now yeah, in we're phase, in phase two. two. Don't this bring like, it up. It's like Marvel. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Marvel phase one. We're at phase two. This is where it gets really good. We phase three, we're going to peak. Phase four, we're just going to lose it. We're just going to lost it. We've and lost in every way, we are just like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned to drink to black out. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. was almost like you're not drunk until you're blacked passed out. out totally. Until you're passed out. And the bed's spinning. Yeah. Yeah. And so it took a long time to, I don't know, re-educate, I guess would be the word. Sure. uh, Yeah, absolutely. To change the way that I thought about drinking. And even now I'll find, if I'm having a few drinks and I get to a certain point, I find it very hard to stop. Like there's this trigger inside my head that says, oh no, it's go time. Absolutely. You go, 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 go. Yeah, it's like maybe two, three, four beers in and you're like, here we are. Yep. Oh yeah, well you and I both use the same phrase and, and I feel like I got it from you wherever it's come from is like, man, I've got my thirst on. Yeah, I've got my thirst yeah, on. Yeah, I've got, I've got, here we go. Here yeah. we go. I've Four got, beers and you're like, all right, this is, I've got a nice buzz. Yeah. And then if I just sat there, I'd be like, oh, this is fine. I've got to say alcohol-free beers have been a lifesaver for me. Absolutely. For the first time though, not um, giving up the drink, I haven't gone and bought alcohol-free beers. Great. I've just been drinking water um, and feel... You're looking good. Well, I feel more bloated than I do when I drink, weirdly. Um, really? Because you're looking good. Thank you, mate. Thank no you wonder fucking Hannah's yeah. pregnant. I don't reckon you even had sex. You just would have walked past. Those ovaries would have exploded. Kaboom! That happens. Um, in contrast, you're bringing, though, because I think often um, it's very easy to say, well, problem drinking comes from being around an environment that wasn't a healthy environment yeah, um, and, and that didn't have a healthy attitude to alcohol. And we immediately think excessive drinking like what you were around. Yeah. But I was around a very unhealthy drinking environment as well, which was complete pro- prohibition. Yes. And so I did exactly the same. I was like, I think all of my friends I was drinking with all had either teetotaling parents uh, or parents that w- would have a wine at dinner. And so, yeah, that behaviour wasn't modelled. And so when I drink now in front of the girls, I will be very aware that I'll have a couple of beers, Mm. have a few chats, and we'll have a, you know, like, and then maybe like a couple of wines. No, not at the same time. A couple of beers, a couple of wines. But then to kind of just like leave it. Yes. They don't see me like Polak's One after the other. One after the the other. other. They don't see me like super drunk. And I previously have been able to say that about, 
uh, my kids, but yep. they've definitely seen me. Um, and not bad drunk, not messy. I've not been bad or messy drunk with the kids. Yeah. But the older one has definitely seen me go to the esky, go to the esky, go, you know, and yep. then go, he, he's not an idiot. He's in no. high school now. You know, he's, he's gone, no, I reckon that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot for like a 12-year-old to take in. Totally. But also, when you're that age, it's almost like a subconscious thing for me, I guess it was, because it was like, oh, so that's just how you do it. Yes. You just kind of go and go You just and go. keep going. And I remember seeing this ad years ago. I forget if it was like Australia or New Zealand. It was talking about like alcohol responsibility and how you model your alcohol behavior mm. for your child and how the dad would send the son off to get a beer. Yes. And then... We, we had that here in Australia. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it must have been in Australia that I yeah. saw it. And then, uh, you know, like the son grows up and he sends his kid to get the beer and the yeah. son grows up and gets the kid to be there. I will never let the girls get me a drink. Yeah, see, I, I, I get all my kids to I just won't do it from that ad. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. And it's that ad as well. It uh, was a really effective piece of marketing. It was really kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. And because like Claire has come from a family where her mum doesn't drink and Claire doesn't drink. Her dad used to have a few wines yeah. and he was like very funny and he gave up and I was very disappointed in him. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on. You were the funniest. One friend in it. <laughs> he would just say the weirdest shit and I would just like lose my mind laughing. <laughs> and, then was, and then Jackie would be like, Alec, what are you doing? <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, he's doing great. Give him another one. <laughs> Let's have shots. <laughs> um, but also, so I'm hoping between us that the girls will grow up with not a prohibition attitude, yep. not a binge drinking attitude, but alcohol is something to be enjoyed. And on the odd occasion, you get a bit drunk, that's yep. fine. But there's no need to go overboard, I guess. Well, and it's hard. I don't know. Because I don't know really what I'm doing. So how do I know how to model that for the absolutely. kids? Absolutely. And but I think it's incredibly important. Uh, again, we are moving away from uh, <laughs> direct parenting uh, conversations. Yeah. But it, it is... It, it is surrounds you and I, so it surrounds our health in, yes. every, in every way. In every way. Um, but I think um, there is no uh, subject that is out of bounds, and I think it's important to speak about the particularly problematic ones. Yeah, oh, with all the, kids. the time. Yeah, and yeah. all the time, and speak about alcohol. Um, I, I speak about it mostly to the older one because he's now at high school, yeah. and I speak to him about it. And I'm sure I've said this to you before, and and in phase one, where I think the right time to drink is and do drugs and experiment with all that stuff is 25. They, that's the time to be making yeah. that decision. I, in no way do I think it was a good decision that I started drinking at 14. I could not say it was a good decision like it was a terrible decision smoking yeah. weed at like had 15 had a lot of fun yeah I had a lot of fun but I've caused myself a lot of ongoing issues a now lot in my of 40s. long long term issues yeah. that I'm still dealing with now yeah uh, but yeah as you say it was fun <laughs> and I was cool too don't worry about that <laughs> Mate, it was so great when I was 15 and vomiting out both nostrils at a party the girls were like that guy what a catch <laughs> not only a Christian but can't even hold his alcohol when I was like 15 and I had fallen down a small cliff probably about 8 or 9 feet high <laughs> and I had to get pulled up <laughs> by the security at the gave ground I was staying there and then I fell straight on my face and everyone's yelling at me to stay still but I thought it was a great idea to keep moving <laughs> coolest kid around everybody loved it were you on a family camping trip? no well, they had like this kind of camping ground in the world I was like a teenager and it was like this <laughs> camping ground and so at New Year's Eve like all the locals would just go to this camping ground and just get wrecked 
Great. And so that's what I did, but I pushed it too hard. And fell off a cliff. Yeah, fell off a cliff. Not the only cliff I fell off either. I fell off a couple. <laughs> All from being drunk. I remember like being super drunk when I was living in the UK and just wrecked. And I, like, I've got myself in so many irresponsible positions that it is almost a surprise now. And this is not to be like, oh, look how fucking drunk I got. But is it a surprise that I have not done myself a permanent injury? Mm. I was like walking. I was like in this like little kind of country town. It was like a train stop and I needed to use the toilet. So I hopped off the train from like London to where I was like, living and just went and walked into the middle of the tracks and just started pissing. And the security guard had to come and, you're going to piss on like, a, like the live rail or whatever it was. Amazing. Trains are like... But I was oblivious. Of course you were. I was absolutely oblivious to where I was yeah. and what I was doing. And it was only like when I was back on the train, I was like, oh, fucking hell. I think that was the exact same train trick as well. I'd hopped on the train at like London to get to this town. And then <laughs> I kind of fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, fuck. Oh, I'm still on the train and I'm back in London. What the fuck? So I jump off the train to go and get another one. <laughs> And then my train leaves and I realised, oh no, that was my train. I'd fallen asleep for like a minute and I had to wait like an hour for the next train. <laughs> it was like a time. I got so drunk on tour and uh, I was in Canberra staying in a motor inn and um, like I was out with a whole group of comedians and they were trying to get me into a nightclub and um, I was like from memory I was like there is nothing more for me to gain here yeah. like this is ridiculous I've got to go home and it's my superpower is I just go home yeah. I just get out anyway I just, I, somehow I got back I think one of the comedians helped me get into a taxi because they were like yeah you absolutely need yeah. to leave um, and got back to the motel realised I'd lost my key and so I picked up the phone for the night person and this poor woman it's like all groggy it's like it's 2, 3 in the morning it's like uh, I'm like yes I I um, <laughs> and she's like oh god yeah I'll be there so I hang up this phone and then I stepped back and I tripped and I fell into a hedge oh. and then I just sort of passed out and then I came back too and went fuck where am I Oh, I've made it back to the hotel. Sick. <laughs> oh, I don't have my key. I get up and I pick the phone up. <laughs> and she goes, hello. And I went, yeah, ha, I don't have my key. And she goes, I told you I was coming. I'm like, well, that is terse. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the one hand, the, uh, what a fun story, right? But it's, I was at work and yes. I got that drunk. And then that person, who technically her job is being, you know, the night manager, but that, what a disgraceful bit of behaviour. 100%. Um, while you're actually at work earning money and away from home to bring money back to the family. And also, like, the responsibility you're putting on other people to take care of you. Uh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the amount of times, like, you've got, I've got, like, blackout drunk and they've got home and someone says, oh, yeah, I did put you in a taxi. Or, like, oh, I, I walked you home. Or, mm. like, you got home somehow and this is what happened. And I'm like, oh... Well, thanks for looking well, after me. Well, that was me. fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but also like that feeling of shame and embarrassment yes. about yes. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a real sense of shame that goes with binge drinking. Absolutely. Oh. If I'm really honest, and I think um, I don't think I, ha- I mean, I've been very honest with you, and I've been very honest on this podcast. But the honest truth is, uh, um, the vast majority of my drinking doesn't come from this bullshit that we say it's fun. 
we've had fun. Yeah. Sure, we've had fun. Um, and, 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 you know, there is a sense that you're having fun while you're getting drunk. But everybody who's anybody that takes substances knows there's way better substances to have fun on. Heaps, heaps better substances than alcohol. Yeah. It's just very easily accessible. Yeah. And I would say the reasons that I drink um, is unresolved trauma that I'm trying to avoid and that I've been avoiding for decades. Yeah, wow. And my fear of being present and, and engaging with people. Because That's I don't heavy. know what's going to happen if I'm present and I'm engaging. I don't know whether they're going to give me too much information that I don't want to hear and I, and, and I don't know how to process it. Yeah. Um, or that I'm going to feel something that I'm uncomfortable feeling and I don't want to do that. Um, and then also so many noises in my head from things that I haven't processed and yeah. actually just gone, you just need to process that. Just drink and drown that shit out. Yeah. You know, and the, and the sober, the more sober you get, um, the more you're left with that in your head. There's nothing to, to drown it out and deaden it. Yeah. Um, and that uh, scares me. Of course. And so that's that's just the honor. I'm just being truthful. It's not because I'm having fun. I drink because I love it. <laughs> because yeah. I'm having fun. But also I understand what you're saying. Like it is hard to deal with your problems. Yeah. Like and that yeah. seems like such a cliche. It sounds like such a fucking hack thing to say. But it is. Yeah. Like and sometimes like what seems like a little problem to someone else is a huge problem to you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And what yeah, seems absolutely. like a big problem to someone else is like a little problem to you. Mm. But it's what, however it affects you. And if drinking alcohol is clearly not the way. No, it's not. It doesn't help you process it at all. But for some people, therapy isn't the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. For some people, like talking it out isn't the way. So yep. it's finding your own way to deal with it in like in a healthy outlet, I guess. Yes. But yep. what is that outlet? I don't know. But it's not alcohol. It's not alcohol? It's not drugs. Uh, no, I won't. Drugs is not. There are some drugs that are incredibly helpful. Yeah. Uh, for people dealing with um, past trauma and all sorts yep. of processes, but you get what I mean. It's, yeah, it's not. Sure. It's not party drugs and and th- those sorts of things. Um, yeah, and and you know what, I, I would say if I had to be a betting man that this is probably the last pregnancy. That <laughs> <laughs> that word probably is a real. <laughs> I mean, we are buying. It's got a van. real ring about it, and there it? is one more seat in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Point is, it, it's it's going to be the last pregnancy, and I just want it to be a really wonderful, um, um, healthy experience for both of us, for yep. all of us, on a, a, every level. Yeah, and I am the one that can make the changes to that. Yes. So that this journey is memorable for all of us as a really positive thing. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard as fuck. That's a lot of kids. So a lot of kids. And, and newborns, as we've talked about, uh, Oh, it's the worst. The, the first, first year is the worst. First year is so hard. Now, I could, entering into that, go, well, this is my last hurrah. Yeah. And just go hard. Which, to be honest with you, was part of the reason I was doing it. I was like, well, it's going to be harder and harder to do that. Um, but, well, everybody, it doesn't take a, anyone uh, that intelligent to know what's going to happen on the, the, the aftermath of that. You know, yeah. like it's going to be very hard to moderate resentment and, and fear and all of that. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to go in sober. And that recovery that you're doing now... You're just doing then. Yes, yeah, so exactly. You put it off. Completely correct. And also, like, I would say this about, like, last hurrahs. We've all had big hurrahs. Yeah. 
We yeah. don't need a last one. No. But it doesn't need to like sign off and style no. to drinking. You're like, oh no, I've done that. I've had many times. so many big nights. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that this is done and dusted for me either. It's not like there's none uh, for me in the future. But there is something really amazing happening now that was a... For, Are you talking about the podcast? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. We're but, giving birth to a big, healthy baby. Here's this brand new baby. We're going to squeeze it right out of our vaginas. Why um, don't we talk about for a second just why we're steering away from sure. overtly parenting yeah, chats. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you know, like, that's was our bread and butter. And, like, our mental health was our bread and butter as well. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. We, we talked w- about a lot. We were always honest. And our dicks. It was, like, non-stop penises. And I will say that we've come a long way into this first episode. Without talking no about dick. our dicks. Haven't talked about our dicks, our cocks, no. penises, no. our wings, our willies, warbers, todgers, <laughs> our peacocks, purple-headed custard pumpers. <laughs> and we won't. This is a, this is a new phrase. It's such a dumb one. It's so dumb. <laughs> This is a new phase. <laughs> phase two. Well, we don't talk about our poles, our shafts, our heads. Our German helmets, our nightcaps. <laughs> we won't talk about them because we've grown up. We're big boys. Our peckers, our giblets. <laughs> our old fellas, our mini-me's. Our crown jewels. Our Welsh sailors. <laughs> <laughs> our French providors. <laughs> our purple astronauts. <laughs> our Hungarian salamis. <laughs> <laughs> Our vibrant veinies. <laughs> We're not going to talk about them. We're not going to do oh, it. Have so stop about Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm holding Farlap's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Pythons. Our anacondas. Our little cashews. <laughs> and we won't. <laughs> this is phase two. <laughs> We're not going to be fucking saucepans. <laughs> We're not going to be taking over pool decks anywhere. Forget over pool decks. Pool decks. You had your opportunity to get it on the ground floor. You missed it. You missed out. And that business is going gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great idea. <laughs> what it was, you see. Sometimes you've got to get. You've got to... All right. All right, so... The government uh, (laughs) You've got to suck your own dick. But you're not going to do that for free, are you? You've got to be compensated. So, but you've got to get to work. (laughs) So... How are you going to get there? You can't drive yourself or you're flating yourself. That's ridiculous and it's unsafe. So the government subsidises you to suck your own dick. But then you hop in, you call Uberpool dicks and you hop in the van. And I'm buying one. That's the prototype. I'm buying the prototype. The van has chairs that fold you in half. And <laughs> snaps you down. Of course, 
this guy, he needs to get paid. He's got like eight dudes at the back just blowing themselves. He's not doing that for free. <laughs> oh, for anyway, who's new to that phase was, two, um, that was super cool. We're not going to explain what that little moment was. <laughs> if you want to go and find the old episodes, you still won't understand what the fuck just happened. Oh, but man. but to, I think the reason when we're not talking about um, it, it's not a parenting podcast anymore is oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 departments come around and have taken all our kids. <laughs> no, it's because, well, look, there's about a thousand parenting podcasts. Um, and I think this was initially more from you than it was from me. Um, but I, I, I'm on board as well. Um, we're a little bit sick of mining our children's lives yeah. for content. I mean, I do that on a trivial level all the time. Yes. I, I, I do weekly radio spots. I'm always talking about my kids. But it's not... It's not deep diving truth honesty like this is. It's trivial shit with a tagline to get us out into an ad break, right? Yeah. And um, and I do it on stage, and that's also they're made up characters. Yeah. It's not the real thing, and they're not consenting to how much information we were talking about. That's right. All right, so that is the end of episode one for phase two. Um, very looking forward. Uh, very much looking forward uh, to the ongoing episodes. Um, just so you know, uh, we do have Patreon. Uh, you can sign up uh, to become a Patreon subscriber. And all of Phase 1 is now sitting over there. So if you want to listen to old episodes, we have put all of our original Shitting With The Door Open episodes up on Patreon. And we have um, some pretty exciting Patreons to come out. We've recorded five of these episode ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running into like, Phase 2. Yeah. <laughs> we we tossed around changing the name. Uh, we tossed around changing our focus. Um, we've got our focus, but we've got to keep those original five recordings. They're going to be sitting on Patreon as well. Correct. So the all the original phase one is being moved to Patreon. Yes. Like that's where it's being moved to for a couple of reasons. Um, one is because the main one being that we would love people to still be able to listen to them, but we... Our kids are old enough now to find them, and looking back, there's some stuff there may not be appropriate. Yeah, our kids are on the internet, and my kid is already finding uh, my comedy and using yep. it to heckle me. So, so I don't need him finding. They don't need any more ammo in the arguments that we're having. Correct. And then the other five will be up there as well. So yeah. And then uh, moving forward, we will. Um, you know us. Occasionally, we will be doing um, Patreon. Only episodes as well. Um, but you'll find out more. Uh, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, share it with a friend. So great to be back. <laughs> Dad's. <laughs>